As always, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it, but I really want your help and do me a quick favour. Can you click subscribe or follow before you listen on? This means that as soon as a new episode drops, you get notified. start this episode with a bit of an announcement really so it's two things number one I'm unfortunately for some reason lacking sleep at the moment and I'm recording this at night again I thought I got away uh, got away from that but no it's it's in the middle of the night and uh, I can't sleep not bad stuff um, not all bad anyway lots of positive stuff lots of exciting stuff and if you're anywhere anything like me which some people probably are Sometimes I just find it super hard to sleep or I might wake up thinking about an idea or something that's exciting for the next day and I'm just generally kind of juiced up to to, to not necessarily be best uh, best accustomed to sleep all the time. So I think I can get by with sort of four to six hours of sleep most of the time. So we've got some exciting news coming, which is that we have just started work on the build of our own purpose-built TSE podcast studio which is really, really exciting. It's going to take the interviews, the videos and the podcasts up to a completely different level. Um, We've really invested in the area and we think it's going to be fantastic. So we're going to be opening up that area for local people that do do podcasts that want to start podcasts to to come and utilize our our area and our... um, our solution and setup to make it easier for them to get online, which will be tremendously exciting. I'm sure that will spur some different opportunities in the future. Uh, And also give our listeners the TSE podcast, um, which is you guys, a completely different experience. And uh, when interviewing interesting people give a completely different video experience as well, which, which is really, really exciting. So it started work now. It's due to be finished uh, at some point in the next four four to five weeks, which is brilliant. So it's all soundproofed, brand new equipment, and it's going to have proper living room vibes. I don't want a podcast studio. I don't want a office studio. I want an area that I and other people can feel tremendously comfortable in. Um, Bring your slippers, bring your dressing gown, and it's a living room vibe. So I'm really, really excited about letting you guys see that and, and seeing it all come together every day and every week at the moment is really exciting. So I'll come back to you with more news when that's ready and you'll see it when it's ready as well. I just want to start off with the first element that I wrote in my notebook. I've had about 12, 13 people in the last week or so, last week and a half, reach out to me and want to know more about Guru as a company. Now, I reference Guru quite a bit because it's 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 my company um, and I reference that from my own situations when I'm talking about things that are positive and challenging in my life on this podcast. So some of you may know what Guru is all about. Some of you may not. Um, It seems though um, there's quite a few people that are in my network and out of my network which don't really know what Guru is about. So I thought I would just do a bit of an introduction to Guru and what we do and the reason why we do what we do and how we operate just to give a bit more context to people that are listening to uh, or maybe haven't listened to other episodes. Um, We're already up to episode 10, which is 
crazy. It only feels like we've been recording podcasts for a couple of months. And actually, you know, we're now up to double figures, which is incredible. So yeah, really appreciate the, the support. So Guru as a company. So Guru is a business services company. So when I say business services, I want to, you know, go real simple with this. So the services that we provide are technology, security, IT support, and telephony. So I'll break that down into more detail. So we do business to business, mobile phones, communication, phone systems, traditional and hosted systems, and everything in between. Connectivity, so anything from basic FTTC and FTTP broadband connections in your house, all the way up to complex lease line and MPLS network solutions, which which could run from site to site UK wide. We also provide IT support, so IT support first, second and third line and different projects um, that we do with IT as well, which integrate all of those services together, which could be moves from uh, traditional services into the cloud, for example. So anything that involves IT, telephony, technology and security when it comes to a business service, that is what Guru is all about. And it's about the approach is about supporting and understanding companies, what's working and what's not working and understanding their roadmap and where they want to move towards over the next 12, 18, 36, 60 months down the line and how technology in this day and age should support businesses with their growth ambitions rather than let them down uh, or hold them back. And it's about really our our approach is about understanding the individual, understanding the company, and really getting underneath the skin of understanding what that business is about culturally and what they're looking to achieve as a company. Then we can look at our wholesale products and look at what we can do in terms of bespoking a solution to cover one of those things or all of those things or anything in between to look at supporting that company and that individual through that technology transition to support them achieve their goals and aspirations. That is what we do in a nutshell. We also um, operate in, a, in, in quite a different way because historically with businesses like, like ours that do IT or do technology and, 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 te- and, and different communication products, is they're quite aggressive in their nature. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll sell one thing and they'll support another. They'll commit to one thing and they'll go in, uh, and, and the service levels will drop over a period of time and costs will start to creep up and up and up. Um, we're not like that. And other companies are quite aggressive with their policy around their terms and conditions and their small print um, and operate with quite a high commercial model. We don't. Um, we operate fairness across our business is really, really important. Uh, it's part of our DNA to be transparent, trusting and, and honest with people. Um, we operate a very fair terms and conditions policy. So there's no scary charges in there if things go wrong. The only things that are in there commercially are there to support a business and our company and make sure that if things do break down, that it's dealt with in a fair and professional and personable way. Um, We operate a very, very fair commercial model um, across all of our products. And we've got such an awesome product set, you know, covering all of the technology, you're getting into really interesting conversations with companies and individuals and really inspirational characters a lot of the time that are talking about their business. And when you get a company talking about their business and you get an owner, an IT director, a sales director talking about their own company, they get tremendously inspired and they inspire us and inspire me to do a better job for them and to come up with solutions that can help them on their journey. And that's really what we're about. We offer a really proactive, comprehensive service. Um, We're very quick. We focus on speed. We focus on quality. We focus on getting things done. Cut the shit. Just get the job done, whether that's 
Sundays, Mondays, in hours, out of hours. It's just about getting the job done. And thankfully, we're blessed with some amazing people that drive our processes and drive our solutions and drive our business forward. We've got fantastic people in ops that are tremendously committed. We've got a fantastic, committed and knowledgeable board of directors. And we have fantastic salespeople and account management individuals that showcase our company in a fantastic way. We've got solidarity in finance and commercials, and we've got a fantastic product set. And our brand stands us apart from other people in this industry. It's about transparency. It's about honesty. It's about helping companies revolutionize their attitude to doing business in this sector. So that just gives, you know, if you're one of the 12, 13 people that wanted to know more about Guru as a company, um, we've been going for nearly three years now. We've grown year on year. We've doubled turnover every single year, and that's going to continue this year as well. Um, and we operate in a wholesale channel, which means that we buy a load of different products. In a simple form, we buy a lot of products, we create our own solutions, and we bespoke those to what a company actually needs. Rather than building in a load of crap that people don't need and charging extra for that, uh, we build using genuine solutions and genuine value. And it's delivered in a different, personable, professional way. Charity is also very, very important to our company. And, it, and we hold that quite dear in terms of us supporting uh, different charities along our journey. Um, we've raised over £80,000 for charity in our first two and a half years of trading. Whether that's through uh, fundraising events that you can see on our YouTube channel, where we have a great time doing challenge menus and walks and different physical and mental torturous events or whether at, whether that's being the pioneers in our local community through COVID of our Tech for Kids campaign, raising over £60,000 to help support over 500 children and families that didn't have access to tech um, whilst trying to learn and support learning and growth from home. So that gives you a bit of information about what we're about as a company. And that is how we are different. We are Guru. The next comment that I've got written down in my, in my book is around small acts of kindness making a massive difference. Now, I'm going to go into a bit more detail on what this means and give you some examples of, of what I mean by this statement. So when I'm talking about small acts of kindness making a huge difference, that could be a like on social media. It could be a comment. It could be a share. It could be a referral for a bit of business. It could be a text. It could be a WhatsApp to keep contact with somebody. It could be feedback. It could be a review. It could be a phone call just with somebody that you know, just to check in. It could be offering to help somebody when you know you've got no way of getting that reciprocated, but you've gone and helped somebody anyway. Now, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about some examples of this and then go on to talk about how powerful this actually is because I think in this day and age, in 2022, there's a lot of people out there, especially on social media, they get wrapped up, too wrapped up in what they're doing um, and don't have that kind of ethical mindset to make a difference to other people. Uh, they talk a good game, but actually what's delivered is that they, they just, they don't make a difference for people. So I'll show you some, I'm going to talk to you about three or four examples of what I've tried to do to do more good things for more people and to try my best this year to help more people. And like I said, it could be something really, really small, a follow, a like, a share. That could lead somebody starting a company to 
two, three more bits of business, for example, that could keep them and their family afloat for the next three months. So when you actually think about some of these examples, I just want you to have a think about whether there are opportunities you have in your life to help somebody and whether in the past you've done that or not or taken a road that's less effort and not help somebody and whether after this podcast and listening to what I've got to say maybe next time you may make the same decision or maybe you'll make a different decision and hone your emotions in to try and to help people so I've recently got my garden redone we've got a couple of people in and we got quotes and some of the quotes were ridiculous because the materials are Apparently, the cost of materials have gone up. It's not my industry, but uh, something to do with the, the cargo ships over, over, in, the ch- uh, over in that uh, uh, channel in Egypt, I believe, where everything stopped for about two weeks is still having a knock-on effect to cost of materials and availability and that sort of thing. Um, so we had like three, four people in to quote for our garden. A couple of people didn't even get back to us. Um, a couple of people came back with ridiculously high quotes. And then we had... A business come in off of a referral from one of my one of my mates and we had them in their company's called militant landscapes really really nice group of lads um, they came they 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 did a really really good job and i kind of was less interested in what they wanted to do and more interested in in them and their company because i'm just generally quite an inquisitive person and i want to get to know people that are going to that are going to do work for us if, if we're going to have an amazing garden that me and my family are going to enjoy over the next few years um it's nice to do that working with good people so we had a chat with with the guys you know through social media and they came and had a look they seem really knowledgeable they've been doing the job for a for a while working for somebody else and only recently in the last sort of four or five months they'd they'd, um taken the opportunity and the gamble to come together as a as a trio and start their company militant landscapes um over in Northampton and they've got a lot of experience but no experience of running their own business but they wanted to go and do it on their own so they were talking about things that they'd done well you know what they why they wanted to start the company and they had the experience and this that and whatever and I think for them you know it worked for us because they did us a really really good deal it was the right time for them they had some free time before another job was starting so they made they managed to do us quite an quite an aggressive price the work was really really good because they're, they're experienced guys albeit not under that brand but they're experienced people and you know laying a patio and doing some decking for one company and doing that for yourself you know the product and the delivery is the same um, and actually running and running your own company and doing it yourself probably means they're going to put an extra degree of care into into the work anyway so it just felt like from a cost perspective from how comfortable me and Sophie were with, with, with the guys. It's also, they also came from a referral for someone that I know. Um, I just felt really, really comfortable in giving them the work. And it just so happened that they're also a really, really, really good cost. So, you know, they did the work anyway, uh, you know, looking out at, at the garden from, from time to time when I'm working from home, especially having COVID recently and, 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 and having a lot of time at home to sort of gaze out when I'm doing calls and doing work. Um, we're really, really, really happy with the result. You know, providing everything stays up, which I'm sure it will, because it's been done to a high level of quality. We're really happy with all areas of the garden and it got done and completed bang on time with no issues whatsoever. And they're a group of really, really, really nice lads. So what I wanted to do was make sure the day they completed the work that I left them a review. I followed them on social media. I asked them if there was anything that I could do to help them. And I referred them into probably four or five people that I knew I gave their details to four or five people that I knew when we posted our pictures of our garden on social media that sent me messages to say, the garden looks really nice, who did it? You know, 
my next door neighbours, for example, wanted to look at getting their garden done, so I've passed the information across. That's one example of helping somebody. So those guys are, are very, very early in their journey. They've all got families. They've all got people they're trying to support and an underlying reason why they wanted to have the pride of doing stuff for themselves. They've started Militant Landscapes with, with not a lot of experience, but a lot of on-the-tools experience. The minimum that I can do to help them is refer them to more people that are interested in their services, surely. It's so much little effort to share and like a status, to share something and, and, and leave a review. It takes two minutes, but that could open doors for another one, two jobs. Those one, two jobs could income enough money for them to make their business a success over the next few months. So that one act of just doing the right thing, social kindness, hopefully might mean that that makes a difference for them. And being nice people and me being a nice person and them doing a brilliant job, why wouldn't I want to help them? Why wouldn't I want to help them? Another example, I have, a, I have various different mentors that I speak to, you know, whether it's weekly, monthly, bi-monthly or quarterly. One of those mentors that I've been in touch with over the last couple of years is a chap called Shankar, um, who lives over in Milton Keynes. And I met him on a advisory board, um, which was really interesting, talking about people's different people's businesses and problems. And he was the facilitator and owner of that of that um, board of, of owners. And I kept in touch with him because I know he's got good knowledge. I got on really well with him. I respect what he's done. And he always seems to ask me questions that I don't know the answers to. And that that for me, that real small aspect is actually quite challenging and it puts me on the spot. It gets me thinking. And when you run your own business, you don't actually have, you know, yeah, a lot of people say you answer to your staff, you answer to your customers. And they would be absolutely right, by the way, if you're run, running an ethical quality company that's going to be successful for the short, medium and long term. But when shit hits the fan, does a business owner have anybody that they're accountable to, really, that's going to pick the phone up and chew your ear off if you need it, or get stuck into you if you need that little bit of a kick in the backside, or give you the praise when you do something, do something, um, do something positive, or challenge you when you need challenging. Shankar is one of the people in my life that does that for me. So when he was talking about um, expanding and doing things for himself, why wouldn't I want to help him do that? Why wouldn't I reach out to people that I know have just started companies, people that I know maybe need some guidance for somebody that's more experienced because Shankar's been in business for, 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 for years and years, got a lot of great experience in a lot of different industries, it's helped a lot of people. Why wouldn't I want to help him help other people in my network? It makes zero sense to not do that, surely. And again, the time and effort investment, I probably spent 25 minutes looking at my network through my phone, my WhatsApps, my social media, and I selected five people that I thought would really, really benefit, as I've done and continue to do, five people, no more, that I, that could benefit from his services. People that I care about, that I want to be successful. Because if Shankar's done a good job for me, he'll do a good job for them. That builds my relationship with them. It also builds my relationship with Shankar and it also helps the world go around. It helps everybody out. So I made four or five recommendations and introductions for him in the hope that he gets something out of it they get something out of it and also it deepens the relationship between me and him. But another example of just a small amount of time invested in having that social kindness making a difference to people. 
Think about local businesses as well. Another example, think about local companies. I mentioned about Militant, I mentioned about Shankar, but think about how many local smaller businesses are all over your social media, all over your Facebook, all over your Insta. One like, one follow, one share, one DM into these people to share their story and share some of the products they do, whether it's a wax melt business, whether it's a personal training business or whatever it is, whether it's a, com- a, 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 you know, a company that deal with accommodation and, and, and holiday venues, wedding photographers, whatever it is that comes up on your timeline that's in your network, it takes two seconds to share something of theirs. And if you share something of theirs, for me, with my network, that goes out to about sixteen to 17,000 people. Now, they're not all going to see it. They're all going to be interested in what I share and what I've got to say. They might just be passively in my network. And I'm not saying that I engage with every one of those 17,000 people every single, every single month. But the potential of that share may deliver some more business to that small business. And that one bit of business could lead to two. That two could lead to 10. That 10 could lead to 50. That 50 could lead to 100. And that business is successful. Now, that's not me being egotistical, saying every time Aaron Curtin shares a status, everybody wins. Because not everybody does win. It means that they need, they've got an opportunity to win. And that opportunity is down down to them to then close the opportunity. But I think that if more of us, when we are scrolling down our boring ass timelines on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever the social media is, took the time to maybe once a day share three or four of the local businesses that you see, I think that would be really, really powerful. You know, I, I take time in sharing people that I care about businesses, people that do a good job. You know, there's a company local to us, Martindale Windows. They're, they're, they're a family run business. And they're, they're part of my family. And, and Russ um, is the owner of that business and, and his dad, Jeff. And, and they do a fantastic job, an absolutely fantastic job in the areas that they deal with, with regards to um, windows and doors and conservatories and different things that they do with that. I sh- every time I see one of their statuses, I share it because I know their business is quality and I want to help them. Now, my share might not do anything for them, but it potentially might get out to somebody that's looking to replace their windows, looking to build something on the side of their house and looking to get some advice on, on what they can do. And it opens up a potential opportunity. Northampton Active, I share all of their stuff. Northampton Active is a, is a uh, uh, whitewater rafting and, um, and a calf that's down the Bedford Road, uh, down near sort of Brat Mills area, I think. I'm not very good with areas, but down sort of that, that Rush Mills type area in Northampton. I share their stuff all the time because the directors that are there, Donna, Glenn, you know, I like those, I like those people. I've known them for a long time. I see their business. I want them to be successful. I want to share their stuff because I want them to try and try and win. And I want I want more people to use their services because I've used their services and it's a brilliant experience and it's a great day out. And I've visited the CAF and it's lovely. And and, and I want other people to do the same. So I just think when you think about the numbers, and I always you know, get over emotional about this sort of stuff because I think that if something takes two minutes, why wouldn't you just do it for somebody? I know you can't do everything for everybody, but why wouldn't you try and help somebody if it only takes a couple of minutes? Even if it takes longer, why wouldn't you do that? Because it's a show of your character. And actually, you'll be surprised how happy you feel when you help somebody, especially when you help somebody and there's a tangible result off the back of it for them and it makes a difference to them and they appreciate it. You know, you're not doing it for, for, for self-gratification. You're doing it because you want to be helpful and you want to spread those small acts of kindness, which when they build and compound, make a real difference. But it also, as a byproduct, makes you feel good and it makes you a team player. 
And hopefully other people might do the same for you. And when you actually look at the numbers of it, if you were to share two things on your social media or send two texts or two broadcasts on WhatsApp or make two phone calls and share information on whether it be a local business or a mentor or a garden company or whoever it is that you see on your social media every single day for a year, you're pushing back 730 bits of positivity in that year, two a day for 365 days, or 730 bits. Now, if you can convince 10 people, just 10, they might be your closest friends, your closest family members, your colleagues, your customers. If you can convince 10 people out of the many hundred network that you probably have to do exactly the same, you've gone from 730 bits of proactive, kind, make a difference feedback to 7,300. Now, if you times that by the amount of people that are going to download this podcast on average in the first week, you're nearly helping to, you're pushing, pushing in 2 million bits of positivity, kindness, give back, make a difference, whatever you want to, whatever you want to, you know, whatever it is, a like, a share, a comment, a referral, a WhatsApp, a call, you know, a, 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 a follow on social media, 2 million out of the network of the people that listen to this podcast in the first week that download the podcast. If everybody had that attitude, you'd be into the several tens and hundreds of millions of opportunities to do something good. Now, the world and the UK would be a better damn place if we were in a position where every single time in a day, a couple of times, you took a couple of minutes out just to do something for somebody. How much of a better world would we live in? How much of an empowered and happy place would you be in as a person if you invested the time to do that? Think about those numbers. It goes into the millions. And you've got a choice after this podcast to do that or not. Are you going to turn the podcast off? Or are you going to take something away from this podcast? Pause it right now. Go through your phone book. Find two people you can do something positive with today. Go on your social media and share two local businesses' status about their products. Leave a review on the two businesses that you've used last in the last couple of months. Give two friends a call and see if they need your help. Check in with them. Whatever it is that you want to go and do to try and spread a little act of kindness to make a massive, massive difference, you have a choice whether you want to do that today. Nobody is busy enough not to be able to take a couple of minutes out to make the right choices. Do it now. The next thing that I want to talk about now is, and that I've wrote down, is the importance of belief. Now, I think this is such a powerful a powerful topic to talk about and I could talk for hours and hours about this so thankfully I'm not going to talk for hours and hours I'm going to try and keep it to point as I can and to talk about belief and why I think it's so important and powerful to be able to believe or not I'm going to use an analogy from one of the best films or series of films ever made and I'm going to show show how I'm going to show what sort of films I'm into now actually I've probably watched each of these films 20 30 times if it comes on the telly i always put it on and sophie moans and groans because she doesn't even want to doesn't want to watch it um but i'm going to use a weird analogy when i talk about the importance of believing and i'm going to use an analogy with the series of films that are called the matrix now if you've seen the matrix just to give you a small bit of background it is about main character is keanu reeves so the main character is a guy called neo who starts as a web developer um, with no actual skills at all to be dodging bullets. And he ends with with him, you know, defeating 
the programs, defeating the agents and doing stuff that nobody else has done before. And that includes killing them, fighting many of them, and also uh, dodging bullets along the way. And I'm sure everybody's seen the videos and the pictures of, of Keanu Reeves and Neo dodging bullets and bending over and, and, and being able to basically, you know, dodge out of the way of bullets and, and defy death. Um, and the reason why I want to use this as an analogy, other than being a really cool set of films, I think when we're talking about belief, the actual subplot of, I mean, there's tons of subplots in, in these films because they're so complex when you watch them back that many times like I have. But one of the subplots around belief is the un, unrelenting belief that Morpheus believes that Neo is the one that's going to end the war between the people and the machines. And he believes that from the first part in the film all the way up to the end. Now, I haven't actually seen the fourth one, actually. I've kind of left it. The first three were that good. I just don't want to spoil it. But And I will watch the fourth one, hopefully, over the next few weeks, maybe. But So I don't know if anything's changed in the fourth one. But in the first three, he believes that Neo is the guy that's going to end the war and defeat the agents and defeat the machines. From minute one in the first film all the way to um, the end of the third, the end of the third film. So, in terms of belief, Morpheus has always believed throughout all the films that Neo is the one that's going to defeat the agents and is the one that's going to end the war and bring the peace to the people. Now, throughout the film, it takes Neo a long time to believe and get on the same page as Morpheus. So he starts as a web developer and he gets caught by agents. They put something in his belly button, some sort of monitoring bug thing that 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 Morpheus and his crew have to have to get out and at that point the agents and the machines don't understand how important Neo is and don't understand and if they did they'd probably kill him there and then but they didn't really know who he was at the time and how important he was Neo however had no idea so he was kind of being groomed in this role over a long period of time to basically become strong enough and believe enough to defeat and end the war versus the people and the machine city and the machines and the agents. So it's only up until probably partway through the second film that he actually understands that maybe he is the one, and they call him the one, and they keep referencing to the one because there's only one that can end the war. And he keeps getting reference, that, and he keeps getting tested, and he, he fails the test so many times, and he, and he makes mistakes, and he doesn't believe that he truly is the person that's going to end the war. And it takes him a long time to believe that he is the guy. But then as soon as he believes he is the guy, his capabilities to dodge bullets come. His ability to um, raise other people from the dead come. So he saved Trin Trinity's life, and he brought her back to life because he believed he was the one. The ability to fight hundreds of agents at the same time and still win he had the belief that he was the one and that he was the one that was going to end the war. The, it gave him the ability to fly. And inevitably, at the end of the third one, the ability to then defeat the agent and defeat and bring you know order back to the people and uh, end the war between the machines. So the subplot in The Matrix that I want to talk about in terms of belief is that sometimes it takes you longer to believe and sometimes you have to be a disbeliever to then turn into a believer and it takes time in order to get you there. You also have to not rush it and you also need to have multiple failures in order to be able to look back at your experience and look back at your history and understand that transition from dis disbeliever to believer. Um, I think there's sort of three simple 
points really when I think about belief because all belief is all your brain is is and they say it in the film you know your actions off the back of something that happens is basically chemical signals interpreted by your brain in a certain way some people are going to interpret them in a positive way some people may interpret them in a in a negative way and for me when you when you want to learn to believe you need to look at the evidence Look at what you've done, because when you take a chance to stop for a minute, see the wood through the trees, stop running, right? And just take 10 minutes just to have a think about what you've achieved in your life over the last year, two years, five years, 10 years. What were you doing five years ago? What are you doing now? How has your life evolved? How happy are you versus that point in time? And um, Do you have kids? Are you married? Are you engaged? Do you have a partner? Are you in a job that you like now? when you wasn't before? Are you in a different industry? Do you run your own company? Do you have prospects? Do you not have prospects? I think when we're talking about belief and using that to really push and fast track you forward in your life, I think it's just firstly important. Number one point is to just take stock of where you are now versus where you were. Now that's going to take, that's going to have two outcomes. You're either going to be happy with that outcome and you're going to feel that you've progressed. And if you feel that you've progressed, that's going to give you confidence to believe and continue your journey along with whatever the goals are for you and your family this year. If you're unhappy with that, that self-reflection and you're unhappy looking back over the last couple of years of what's happened, when you take that 10 minutes to have a think, what is it that you're unhappy about? Why haven't things gone to plan? Why haven't you achieved what you want to achieve? Why isn't your life and your work and your career or your happiness in the position that you want it to be? What are those, when you ask you that, when, when you ask yourself that honesty, what are the elements that you're going to change moving forward? Because if you don't and you don't act upon how you feel, nothing's going to change. You could do this, this, this reflection exercise in five years. You're still going to be in the same position. If you're in a better position, it's luck. If you're in a, in a worse position, then you're less happy and you, you, you've got nothing going for you at that time. So having that reflection point to be able to take stock, if it's good reflection, that should give you the confidence to keep going. And you should think you should be thinking about what's working for you. How can I do more of that? And how can I expand into areas that I'm not comfortable in and keep things going? If it's a negative reflection and it's impacting your belief to achieve, then you firstly need to take stock of why you haven't moved forward, why you're not as happy as what you want to be versus where you want to be. And start to understand what are the changes you're going to make positively with your life, whether it's people, job, career, where your focuses are, where your time's being spent, where your money's being spent, where are you investing your time and energy, what people you're investing your time and energy, what are your goals, are they strong enough, do you want to achieve them? You know, when you start thinking about these things and start reflecting to yourself, then it should give you some answers to understand where you want to go in the next year, two years. 36 months, 60 months, or whatever you want that to look like. So the last thing you'd want to be doing is reflecting again in a couple of years, you haven't moved forward again, because then you're just treading water. So the best way to do that is to set yourself some objectives and set yourself some goals, whether they're short, medium, or long-term, and have some measurables associated with how you can check and balance against whether you're on track or you're achieving those goals, and being very honest with yourself. The second point would be talking about those goals to people that you care about. Share them. Verbalise them and share them in terms of letting them know what's important because guess what there'll be times you want to give up and your your circle should if they're strong enough and they are able to give you those acts of kindness that we spoke about in the previous topic should help you and should guide you and make you accountable for those for those elements and the third element that that is really really worked for me when i'm talking about belief 
So when, I, when I'm believing in myself the least, I force myself to do the jobs that I really, really don't want to do. Like, I don't want to do. Like, everybody that knows me knows that I am a people-focused, energised, positive person 95% of the time. I don't like to be stuck behind a laptop doing process stuff. I don't like to be editing and tweaking and developing systems and processes. I don't like to be dealing with money and dealing with financial elements because it's just not areas that I enjoy dealing with. I'll deal with them and they're vital to performance and happiness and a company doing well because they're vital pillars. But I don't enjoy them like I would enjoy going to sit at a customer meeting and talking about a fantastic solution that we can provide and how we can transform that company, how we can give you a better service and talking about guru in a very passionate, people-focused way. That's what I enjoy. But when I've found that my belief is lacking, I force myself to do the stuff I don't want to do. And then if I can, com- if I can contribute positively to process systems, finance, money, and do the stuff that I'm not entirely interested in and I don't enjoy very much, then that's showing that I've got an element of belief and a strength to move things forward for me. And it makes actually moving forward and believing in myself, you know, contradictorily, makes that easier for me. Because everything that comes off the back of that is going to be interesting, easier stuff that I'm more engaged with and more energised about. And that helps me build my belief. So what I'll try and do is throw myself into situations that are very, very difficult. Because when I overcome them, not if, it's never an if, it's when I overcome them. Whether I need help or not is irrelevant. But when I overcome those situations, that gives me belief. And drawing it back to Neo in The Matrix... He gets belief when he fights Morpheus and he fights him and he draws blood. He he gains belief out of that. When he kills an agent for the first time, he's the first person to ever dodge a bullet, first person to ever, um, you know, fly around and all that sort of stuff. When he starts doing these things, which are very uncomfortable things that he doesn't actually think are possible, he starts to believe and it gives him an inner strength to develop and believe even more, become more confident and become more self-aware do more good things and be successful and be powerful. That is actually what you, what, what I've found works for me. So if you haven't watched the films, watch the films, not just because of this podcast. They're quality films anyway. And if you haven't, what have you been doing since 1999? Like they've been out 23 years now. You should do it. But in terms of belief, you know, those three, those three elements, understanding where you're at, positive and negative. Are you happy with it? Are you not? Plan if you're not. Keep doing the stuff that you're doing if you are confident. Share those goals and aspirations with other people and force yourself to believe. Force yourself to do stuff you're uncomfortable with because everything else is easier and everything else will come with the confidence that you get from doing stuff that you're not very good at or learning new things or doing stuff that you're not entirely comfortable with.